Hello there. So uh, the next Survivor Series review I've got here is uh, Survivor Series 2012. I've never actually seen this show before, but I noticed it was on the free tier of the WWE Network, so yeah, why not watch something different here? So let's uh, give it a review here. We kick off with a traditional Survivor Series match. It's a Team Brotus Clay versus Team Tensai. Uh, not long after this, of course, by Albert here, not long after this, they would end up teaming as well, and uh, Tensai would be sweet tea and he'd go about dancing. He starts off as a monster who beats CM Punk and John Cena, and then he becomes a dancing goofball. Uh, there you have it. Uh, going down the Kozlov route. <laughs> but um, yeah, match is actually fine. What's surprising is uh, Brotus Clay and, uh, and, and uh, Tensai are the first two people I've eliminated here, which is surprising because they're the captains, but. Well, there you have it. As the the face team pretty much wins. It doesn't lose anyone else. So it's Rey Mysterio, uh, Tyson Kidd, Justin Gabriel, and the Sankara all survive. Fun little match. Nice little opener. It was okay. Nothing of any real consequence, but you know it's watchable enough. So there you have it. Next, uh, Divas Championship match. Uh, Caitlin versus Eve Torres. Uh, this is actually pretty good. You know, it's kind of given a decent amount of time to go out there and have an entertaining match. Yeah. And things like that. Caitlin okay, was a good, a good talent. Uh, she, she wasn't around in the company long. I think she was on the Me Young Classic a couple of years back or something. But oh well, there you have it. Uh, Eve Torres, I was a big fan of hers actually, as a, especially as a heel. She was great. So yeah, she wasn't there involved long enough either. But oh well, there you have it. Yeah, she did a great job with that. Eve wins. Yeah, pretty solid match. Can't grumble. Uh, up next is uh, US titles on the line here. Cesaro versus our Truth. <laughs> Again, it's an okay badge. Nothing out outrageous here. Cesaro had just not long came into the company, I think, at this point in time. Uh, he wins. That's just kind of fine, but kind of forgettable. But, uh, right, there's a segment on here with uh, AJ Lee and uh, Vicky Guerrero. I've got to say here, right, AJ Lee is a fantastic talker, but this segment is terrible. It's about when she's, they then start putting up things on the uh, on the Titan Tron about here, uh, about trying to frame Vicky Vera and put things that she's been doing because uh, apparently AJ Lee was having an, an affair with John Cena and then they got her fired as GM or something. Uh, this segment is awful and then Tamina just comes out and gives AJ Lee a Simone drop. So this is honestly quite terrible, even though AJ Lee is a great talker and she's done some great promos in her time. Uh, she's not at fault here, it's just the material is awful. I was never a fan of Vicky Guerrero as a performer. She seems a nice person and everything like that, but uh, to me, the horrible nasally voice, it was just go away heat. It was change the channel heat every time she talked and she couldn't act. It was just awful. Just pantomime wrestling at its worst, to be honest, but there you have it. Never a big fan of hers. This segment was pretty awful. Also, Reminded me though, Ajili barely wrestled at this point in time, and yet she was the most over she ever was. Let's be real, when she was working with Cena, working with Daniel Bryan and Kane and things like that, this was the most over Ajili ever was, even before she went into wrestling. She was really good in the ring, and uh, and I had her long title reign and everything. And she, she did great in that division, but that's just where it shows you you don't have to wrestle. To be over sometimes you can be more all over being not wrestling you can even see that now with alexa it hasn't wrestled in months but with the whole Bray Wyatt thing and she's flourishing doing great with her so there you have it just a thought there anyway after this world title match sheamus versus the big show big show had won the title at hell of a cell a month earlier yeah pretty solid match here one thing that holds it down i would say 
is the finish is a complete clusterfuck when you've got um, the referee gets a shame a big show pulls the referee in front of the broad kick and it ends up getting broad kick and then big show ends up pinning Seamus but then a referee comes in and reverses the decision and says well it's a disqualification so at the end of the day she either just went the disqualification was kind of pointless actually I think it was a good swirly fit it would have worked better if you just kind of let Big Show in here and you've still got grounds for the rematch but the disqualification is kind of stupid and just kind of made things a bit uh, I think they were trying to protect Seamus maybe at this point but uh, since he took a, a clean loss a month earlier, this wouldn't have been a clean loss. It would have, I don't know, whatever. Not that really matters, but the match itself is actually pretty good. So there you have it. Uh, up next, uh, uh, the the main traditional Survivor Series match of the night is uh, Team Foley. He's uh, in his the faces team's corner up against Team Ziggler. Uh, really, this is an excellent match, actually. It's fantastic. Very entertaining, just as a very fast-paced and entertaining as a Survivor Series match should be, utterly enjoyable. It comes down, Ziggler Norton, and Ziggler gets the win, so Ziggler, you, you sort of think Ziggler was maybe on the cusp of something here, he was Money in the Bank winner, I, believe, I think he was Money, uh, this was when he was Money in the Bank briefcase holder, so you think he was on the cusp of something, and then he goes on a feud with Cena, and you know, he does win a, a ladder match against Cena, to be fair, at TLC a month after this and when AJ Lee comes in, and they had a good partnership, but he, he got his world title reign that last a couple of months, of course he had the concussions as well, which hurt his way, ah well, you know, you start of thought in 2012 there's bigger and better things to come from Ziggler, but ah well, alas it was never to be, but there you have it, but uh, yeah, it's a great match, interesting to go back at this time, and he was the right guy to be the sole survivor here, and finally we've got the triple threat match for the WWE title, CM Punk defends against John Cena and Ryback. Yep, Ryback kind of burst onto the scene. He took Cena's place for a Hell in a Cell match the month earlier because Cena was injured. And this is where, where the whole Hell in a Cell thing, the, just having a Hell in a Cell match for that time of year was stupid because booked themselves into a corner, putting Ryback in there. There was no need for that match to be Hell in a Cell. I think Punk and Cena, as originally planned, it would have been great and perfect for Hell in a Cell with their history, but there was no need for Punk and Ryback to be in Hell in a Cell. And that, that's one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches ever, quite possibly the worst one, when uh, Brad Maddox is the referee and low blows Ryback and Punk wins by roll-up. It's like complete shit. <laughs> it was just a complete waste of time. Uh, booked themselves into a real corner there. But they have this triple threat match here. This is actually a thoroughly entertaining match. Uh, Punk ends up winning. Uh, it's more notice, but notable for the way it's won because it's a debut of the Shield. When they come out, they, they don't know who these guys are at the time. They're all dressed in, they're not in their Shield uniform yet, but they're all dressed in black. And they come out, put Ryback. Ryback does the shell shock on Cena. But uh, they come out, attack Ryback, put him through the table, triple bomb him through the table. Punk goes over. Crawls over Cena, wins, confirms himself as one year as champion at this point in time. So, yeah, it's a really entertaining match, I would say. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, I think this is a good show, to be honest, I would say. So, it is notable for the Shield debut here. It's interesting though, you've got a three-man group and each each and every one of them had a run with the WWE title. Ambrose one is maybe not the most memorable in many ways and Rollins last year just didn't really quite click but you see Reigns is now 
really flourishing in his role now. Uh, you've got two of them. Two of the three became Royal Rumble uh, winners. And even if you look at Ambrose, they might not be with the company now, but he is the world champion in the main competition now to the WWE. So, you know, a big success story, definitely, the Shield. I, I, th- I always think these three guys, for the most part, were stronger together and always liked them better together. I haven't really seen much of SmackDown, the whole Tribal Chief thing, but I'm hearing a lot of good things about it. So maybe, maybe this is the best thing that Roman's been doing, from what I've heard. So maybe, but Rollins always liked him a lot better with the Shield and Ambrose as well. But oh well, it is what it is. They definitely go down as a success story, especially as well before Ambrose was about to leave last year and they kept like reuniting and having send-offs all the time. So there you go. So it was the Five Series 2012. Watched it for the first time last week on the free tier of the network. I believe it's still on the free tier there. Yeah, good show. Thumbs up. I'd recommend it if you want to watch it. If you've never seen it before, it's definitely worth a look. So that's that then. Uh, coming up later, I've kind of fallen a little bit behind with this. Didn't have time to do this review yesterday, but I'll be getting another review later today. Survivor Series 2015. So look forward to that one. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.